Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. This episode of the Wellness Guys is brought to you by the all-new Sprouted Forage Cereal Breakfast Range. Did you know that when you sprout your nuts and your seeds, you can access more of the nutrition? Well, now you do. To find out more, visit www.foragecereal.com. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show. This is Damien. And this is Brett. Brett A. We've just done a great interview with a great friend of yours and a great friend of mine, uh, Dr. Patrick Sim. Uh, and and he started the uh, well, he's finally got off the ground the ACC, the Australian Chiropractic College, which is just a huge, monumental uh, achievement. It is a massive achievement, Damo. I've been looking forward to doing this interview since the Wellness Guys first started because that's about how long this project's been going on for, and about how long Pat has been slugging away, working hard at this project for. Um, and it's so exciting to think that we're going to have this chiropractic program in Adelaide, you know, what I think will be comfortably the best chiropractic program in Australia in my little old hometown of Adelaide. And so put together by one of my absolute best friends who will be uh, one of the best, one of the groomsmen at my wedding, of, of which you will be the MC, of course, Damo, without, <laughs> without shadow of a doubt. And so... Um, you know, it, it's great to have a good friend on, but it's even greater to have this message being shared and this celebration of the successful accreditation of uh, this program, uh, which is just going to be a game changer uh, in Australia, not just for chiropractic, but for health in general. I think it's going to be a real beacon for all health, uh, particularly all alternative health in Australia, to have such a great program with a great philosophy um, coming into that sphere. So, I couldn't be more excited, as you can probably tell, and uh, I can't wait to share this interview. Yeah, me too. So let's get stuck into the interview, mate, and uh, and hopefully, hopefully everybody sticks around to listen to the end because it's uh, it's a great interview and some great stories in there. So um, let's get into it. Today, Brett, we're joined with our great friend, a Wellness Guys um, previous guest, Dr. Patrick Sim. He's been busy working very, very hard. And uh, here to tell us more about what he's been up to is uh, Pat Sim joining us tonight. Well done. Congratulations, Pat. Tell us the news. What's been going on, mate? Well, uh, for the last few years, or firstly, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, this is such a tremendous show. I'm glad to be involved again. Uh, yeah, the last few years, we, yeah, we'll be, we'll be working on um, a project to establish a, a private chiropractic college here. And what I mean by that is a, a university standard program which can teach people how to become chiropractors. And when I say chiropractors, I mean real chiropractors. And uh, just towards the, the end of uh, January, uh, we we finally got approval from the government regulator, which is uh, which is Texas. So there was a lot of celebration. There was lots of tears as well. Um, and then a very big, long sleep. But it has been a long process, Pat. And on behalf of all chiropractors, on behalf of chiropractic, on behalf of everyone in Australia who's going to benefit from this health uh, change that will result as a result of this college. I want to say thank you and well done. It's a massive, massive effort. Thanks. Yeah, it's. Um, I was actually surprised by the uh, the degree of support and joy um, we got once we we uh, we announced the fact that we had uh, got approval. Because uh, I was overwhelmed. In fact, um, you know, it's so exciting. Well, yeah, it's so exciting. So exciting. So tell us more about it, Patrick. As you know, I know a lot about it, but. 
people listening won't know a lot about it. So, you know, you said real chiropractors. So we have a number of programs. You know, I remember when I uh, went to study chiropractic, there were two programs in Australia. You could go to Melbourne or you could go to Sydney. Um, since then, there's been new programs uh, in Queensland, in Western Australia. So, you know, there's a number of other programs available around Australia. Um, obviously, New Zealand across the ditch, which has always been popular for, uh, particularly amongst Australian chiropractors. Um, so tell us, what's the difference then between the new program and the existing programs in Australia? Well, it's, it's a bit funny. Like it's, it's almost a return to the old in, in some ways, although it certainly is not that in the same way. Um, ch- chiropractic is, well, chiropractic is, is several things. It's firstly a philosophy. It's secondly a science that philosophy. It's thirdly the execution of that science, that philosophy through practice. And then it's fourthly politics of all of that so um what we're finding in australia is that uh, the programs have, have pretty much forgotten about the philosophy of it so what the australian chiropractic college is um is a reclaiming that base most important fundamental piece to to chiropractic and that is its philosophy now it doesn't mean that we are stuck in an antiquated model um we're contemporizing it and uh, we have drawn from the very best uh, we've had a a great relationship with um, the New Zealand College, which is you know, a world leader when it comes to the education of chiropractors. Um, so much so that they were able to um, that they saw something in us uh, because they they managed to to give us the whole of their curriculum, the whole of their program. They gifted to us for for nothing. Uh, well, when I say nothing, what they wanted in return was for us to keep it pure. So um, you know, they saw who we were and what we were trying to do, and in response to all of that, um, they gave what's pre worth five or ten million dollars to us just to make sure we did a good job so um so yeah it, it's, it is astounding you know and if mm. i start getting weepy it's, it's because of that sort of generosity i've come across throughout the whole of this project mm. so we're, we're looking at producing chiropractic to understand that philosophy firstly um but also that they know how to practice the philosophy so you know when you go into practice um you know how do you execute that how is it that you're able to actually help people in a in a in a real way in a deep way in a in a life-changing way not not just the treatment of back pain, neck pain, and not to say that's not important, but in a real deep way, how do we how do we help people with their lives? Mm. Well, it's interesting you you say this because there'll be people uh, kind of wondering, you know, there'll be people listening to this, you know, or I think we're up to about eighteen million listeners these days. So there'll be a lot of people listening to this particular podcast and thinking, well, what's the difference between chiropractors? What do you mean a philosophical chiropractor? Don't they all slap fish? And it's interesting because um, I, I practice, you know, off the base of a New Zealand college grad. So I graduated at New Zealand College and I've, you know, I consider myself very philosophical. Um, but I think I sit somewhere middle ground. And I think it's very important that we have chiropractors doing, you know, the biomechanical stuff. I think that's great because that's what they enjoy doing. But I think it's also very important that we have people that are doing you know, a lot of philosophical stuff, but I kind of feel comfortable myself middle ground. Like I do a bit of biomechanical, musculoskeletal stuff. Um, I use the word subluxation in every single consultation, so I think that's very important. Um, and I trust that the body will heal itself and I understand that there's a power within the body um, that gives to it this incredible ability to continue to heal and grow, et cetera, et cetera, which we call innate intelligence. So I find myself somewhere in the middle um, where does where do you think the college is going to sit? Is it going to be somewhere in the middle, or are we going to be like a Sherman style chiropractic practice? You know, 
teaching college or might it be somewhere down the other end? Well, a lot of the programs in Australia currently talk about this idea of critical thinking. So can you look at something and can you then look at something else and compare it and can you critically appraise the difference or the similarities between the two? And I think that's that's the important point, that when it comes to philosophy, philosophy is truly the ability to critically appraise. So do you have the ability to critically think once you graduate? And so hearing you talk about uh, how you practice, um, I think there are some some common tenets there. I would feel as though that you are probably vitalistic in your approach, meaning that you you um, believe that the, the body true. knows how to heal itself. You know, yeah, I so believe you're probably humanistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're humanistic. Yeah. You know, you yeah. would see the, the person as important, not the symptom necessarily. You're not treating the symptom. You're looking after the person. True. Um, I imagine you'd be naturalistic. You know, I, I know that you have uh, training as, as a naturopath as well. So, you know, what can you use which is which is not artificial? And mm. uh, I know bread as well. You know, you guys look to make sure that you're you're eating whole foods. Um, so, yeah, there there, there are several things here which I think uh, sort of underpin the the vitalistic component of what chiropractic is about. And I think as a college, we're wanting students to come away with some of those base values but then be able to choose how they're going to uh, practice those values. So whether that be in neutropathy or whether that be in biomechanical chiropractic or whether it be in something else, I think it's up for the student to decide. It's not for us to force it on anyone. We don't want to be dogmatic. We want them to, to, to provide them the building blocks so that they can choose. I love that, Pat. Yeah, what well, you it's so exciting, Patty. You know, Oh, sorry, Brett. I think you've got slow internet. I got in first. Hey, um, I think that uh, that's great because you make a distinction there between what is vitalistic and what is philosophy. And and I love that you you brought that up and I love that you pulled me up on that because it's very easy to think that um, unless you're vitalistic, you don't have – not easy to think, but the, we have – I see in our profession that there are people that uh, confuse the two uh, between a philosophical chiropractor and a vitalistic chiropractor. And, uh, and I think – that they they're not one not necessarily have to be uh, one in the same. They can be you know separate individual things. So I'm glad you brought that up, Patty. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to note that you're, as far as we're concerned, I know that there are, there are people in our profession who uh, have been uh, openly hostile against us and our our uh, attempts to to get this college up and going. Yeah, um, terrible. But as far Shame as I'm concerned, them. well, it is. It's because because they're coming from a place of ignorance. You know, they're scared yeah. for their own jobs. Most yeah, of these guys, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Shame so, you know, them. I think, yeah, well, this will benefit everybody. Yeah. You know, um, as we get up and running um, and we start making a profit, we don't, that's not to line directors' pockets or anything else. I don't own this college. This college is a non-for-profit organisation and will have a charitable status soon. That money's going to go towards research. It's going to go towards the promotion of people living better lives. It's going to go towards the promotion of chiropractic. So, you know, this will benefit all people. You know, it's not, it's not, it was never about actually having a college up and going. It was actually always about being able to look after the public better. Yeah. And I love that, Pat. You know, so many people are often out there saying, you know, chiropractic needs more research. It needs more evidence to support it. Well, here's a tangible uh, place where we can ensure that funds are being raised and money's being made that's going to go towards contributing to that very research. And so those people who've been making those claims should be totally in support of this program, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, and whilst we may not have the same philosophical premise, there's no reason why we can't work together. And there's definitely no reason why we cannot respect each other, which is a critical component. At the moment, we're finding a, lo a lot of the haters out there, uh, derogatory, um, they're 
very poorly informed. And when I've opened the door and even given my phone number to some of them, um, do you think they've actually called me? No, they're more than happy just to, to throw knives amongst their group at me rather than actually get in contact and find out what's really going on. So, you know, I think it's time for some maturity uh, in our profession. Um, but that aside, that's probably not the, the topic we want to be talking about. I think we're, we're really here to produce chiropractors who can go into the community and make a difference. Yeah. So, so let's talk about those, Patty. Let's talk about these prospective students because, you know, what's blown me away about this process is that it seems like it's taken, it has taken a long time. And as I said, well done for sticking with it and, and going through it. But all of a sudden, it's up and going. And, and we're talking about taking on students next year. We're talking about students having to decide this year about, you know, what prerequisites they need and all those sort of things. So tell us, Pat, who is the ideal student for this chiropractic college? I think we said off air, you're looking for perhaps 20, maybe more than that in the first year. So who, who should be listening to this thinking, that sounds like me? Uh, okay, well, the ideal student um, could, be, could be anyone. Um, we want to see if we can select students on who we think will uh, have the best and greatest chances of success later. And it seems that people who have um, lived a bit tend to do better when they come out the other end. Um, so sort of then part of, partly built into our program is this requirement for a one-year university level prerequisite where students will cover off anatomy, biochem, um, some physics, uh, microbiology, all those sorts of things we covered outside of the college. And depending how they go on that, and um, they may then get entrance into the ACC. And the reason for that is that it uh, acts as a filter in some ways. Uh, we know that first year at university has a high attrition rate. Um, people are still not quite sure what they want to do. And look, you know, I think when I was leaving school and going to uni for the first time, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So it gives students an opportunity to, to try stuff on. Um, but should they get access then to the ACC, it'd be a four-year bachelor's program. So in total, it's five years, one year prerequisite, uh, four years with us, um, ending up with a Bachelor of Chiropractic. So the sort of people we're looking for, um, you know, maybe they're already seeing a chiropractor and they're inspired to, to do the same sort of job that they have had on themselves right by their chiropractor. Or maybe it's someone who sort of resonates with the values that you guys espouse on this podcast. So it's probably someone who is wellnessly, <clears throat> pardon me, has a wellness mindset. Um, it's someone who wants to do great things, but not, not just for themselves, but uh, in service of others. Um, but at the same time, is prepared to go deep with themselves and, and push and find out how far they can actually go. So, you know, that's a funny description for our ideal student candidate. Um, <laughs> I hope it's but, a nice uh, on that, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, it's that sort of person. And this first year, you know, I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be truly exciting being, you know, the flagship unit going through the, the program. But it's going to be tough. I mean, huge amounts of screwing. I have no doubt that because we're brand new, we're going to make some errors and things aren't going to run all as smoothly as they could do. Um, but looking at the New Zealand College as an example, um, some of the greatest chiropractors in New Zealand came out of that very first year to go through the college. Yeah. So, yes, if, if, if you're prepared to give it a go and you want to work hard and you want to get the results at the end, then you're the sort of person we want to talk to. Yeah, nice, nice. There are a lot of people that have kind of been, you know, looking at chiropractic, and I see them in my practice too, like people wanting to go and do chiropractic. They don't really want to do the Melbourne-based program. They definitely don't want to go to Western Australia. They're certainly um, uncomfortable about heading up to Sydney. Um, and New Zealand's just a little bit too far. So being just around the corner in uh, in Adelaide is such a great thing for the Melbourne 
kids and adults who, you know, or people who are just maybe thinking that, you know, accounting for, you know, a few years wasn't the best thing that they ever could have done and they can just rock on down to, you know, sunny Adelaide and get get involved in a course that can change people's lives. I really, I really think it's great. And because I know the course, I feel so comfortable and so confident that, um, you're on a winner. Um, having done the course myself, it's it's really is a game changer. And you said something before, Pat, which I want to elaborate on, and that is that you're looking for people that are willing to go deeper into themselves. And that I reckon sums up exactly the experience that people will have when they go uh, into this course, because it is a philosophically rich course, and you can't go into a course that's rich in philosophy or rich in the challenge of your philosophical tenets without growing and you will absolutely grow. So um, I, I think that it's, you know, it's a great opportunity for people here in Melbourne to, to get across. Have you um, had a lot of interest so far? Like are there people lining up at the door? Yeah, we're, we're doing our best to be get in touch with them all. I think we're still um, picking ourselves off the floor that we actually have got through. Not that we never lost faith, but, uh, you know, the, the hurdles have been so high and so so long that uh, to actually have got through the the regulator's door is is a bit of a surprise. Um, so yes, we are. Um, we'll have a application form up soon on our website, so we can start to actually formalise um, people's interest. But um, yeah, so far our our marketing would tell us that um, you know we we should get in excess of you know that minimum of twenty and hopefully closer to forty. Um, we're thinking we'll probably have to cap the course at around that level too because we, we want to make sure we're still delivering a high-quality program. And as I said, you know, this first year is is pretty critical and you know, it's going to be tough, so we don't want to blow it out with too many people at the same time. Um, yeah, so yeah, as soon as we can get something on our website for formal applications, um, yeah, we'll have people send them in as soon as they can. That's great. So we're looking at an intake for 2020? Yes, 2020. Um, there's a number of students that we've already directed onto their prerequisites, and on our website, there's a list of the prerequisites that will be needed. Um, and, well, yeah, I, I, from the top of my head, there's probably at least 25 that are doing their prerequisites this year. Um, it is very exciting, and I know there's a number of, uh, well, who knows how many who already have the prerequisites, but uh, there's probably at least another 20 of those. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah it's, it's looking good and we're excited. Nervous, but excited. Yeah. Now, Paddy, um, you've always been a bit of a game changer. Um, I remember um, bumping into you uh, in, a, in a costume uh, dressed up as one of the Adelaide cavemen. You and Brett, I'm revealing now, used to be the Adelaide cavemen. And back on the Wellness Guys episode 12, we interviewed you back then and you were crusading. In fact, you marched through the streets of Adelaide and I think you actually went to the cricket. We're holding signs. <laughs> And uh, one of them said, eat your greens, and something. another one said something else. Tell us a bit more about your desire <laughs> to be a crusader. <laughs> well, we, we sort of – it's true. I, I'm happy to be uh, unmasked. Um, yeah, I have noticed, though, that Brent has grown a beard where I've been struggling for the last eight years to get mine going. So um, I think the real caveman is, is next to you, Damo. Uh, yeah, the, the idea there was to promote healthy messages. Um, we sort of strangely were inspired by people in Rundle Mall there who were holding placards asking people to um, get into their faith, um, into their religion. And we thought, well, you know, we this is not so much a religion, but, uh, you know, our message is at least just as important. Um, and so we walked up and down Rundle Mall carrying these placards, uh, telling people to, you know, move more, 
Um, we went to the cricket. We were telling people to drink water, which got a few angry stares at the cricket, i got to say. Um, <laughs> we even went to the central market here in Adelaide. And, um, you got kicked well, out, didn't you? We got kicked, kicked out. out of the market. <laughs> we were kicked out of the market for holding placards saying to eat fresh, which uh, sure. you know we, we still don't quite understand. But, uh, yeah, the aim there was to um, disrupt people, you know, give them something to laugh about and um, just carry a simple message around being healthy and living a good life. Yeah, I love it, Pat. And my favourite thing about the market was they were so convinced we were selling something. Like, that's what they just kept asking us. They were like, so but what are you selling? And we were like, nothing. <laughs> but, but No, but you're, you're here doing this. You must be selling something. We're like, no, we just want to share healthy messages. And they just wouldn't believe us, so they kicked us out. It was actually hilarious. Um, anyway, back on topic, Pat, back on topic. Yeah. One of the things that I love about the New Zealand College Program, from speaking to the director of clinics there, was that you know it seems like a lot of our um, educational programs nowadays, whether it be uni, whether it be TAFE, whatever it is, it seems like a lot of people are graduating from courses but with a lot of knowledge, uh, perhaps a lot of academia, perhaps some grounding in research but not necessarily ready to go out and practice in whatever field it is they're graduating in. Um, and it seems like this happens in lots of different fields. It certainly feels like it happens in chiropractic. I know from speaking to uh, some directors of some of the, uh, you know, in the different states of chiropractic about, you know, how their students are going when they're graduating, there has been an issue around that. And one of the things I loved about uh, talking to the director of clinics from New Zealand College was I was just talking about how they go about making sure that their chiropractors are actually ready to practice when they graduate. You know, talking about keeping statistics and running budgets and, and all those extra things that you don't necessarily learn at uni about how to not just be able to adjust somebody or how to be safe and effective, but how to actually be a chiropractor to promote yourself, to market yourself, to communicate with people, you know, all of those other aspects. So, you know, tell us a little bit about what's going to happen in terms of the Australian College of Chiropractic. Um, in that, from that point of view, you know, what would be the point of difference with those graduates in terms of being ready to practice? Oh, I'm so glad you raised that point, Brett. It's, it's so important. Um, I think when we look at other health professionals, um, that there, there's, there's something distinctly different about graduating as a physiotherapist or a, uh, a, a medical doctor or a nurse uh, and that, as opposed to being a chiropractor, and that is that they can be employed in the public health system which means they can be employed by the government, they go straight to a salary position, they go to work, they execute the job, they go home, and they get paid for that. Chiropractors, though, I can't think of too many other registered health professionals who are in the same boat. We don't have the luxury of working for the government. We actually have to go out and build a small business. Midwives may be the same, although here in Adelaide that's another discussion. Um, it's mm. got a bit tricky down here. Most of those have to be employed by hospitals too now. There are private midwives, but their insurances right. are you know, crazily high. So we're, um, all and, yeah, I think maybe, we're all by ourselves. Yeah, yeah well, there, there's us and there will be a few others, Chinese medicine, those sorts of um, other health That's practitioners. Um, but yeah. yeah there, and, and that could be not, argued to be a good thing as, as well as a bad thing. Well, I think so. But it, the university courses don't provide the skill set in order to run a small business. I, I think we, we understand our role as a, as a carer. You know that we want to serve the, the public and, and do our work with them to their benefit, uh, but we forget about the fact that we have to run a business, which means you know taxes and it means employment, and it means uh, sorry employing people and it means contracts, um, and so you have to understand all that stuff. Uh, we want to make sure we are giving chiropractors a uh, well the graduates a, a a good understanding of what that is, 
so that when they go into business, when they go into practice, um, they have a much better idea of what it takes. And it's not just about the front of house stuff, you see. There's a whole lot of work that goes on behind, which I know you guys do running this, this um, podcast, for instance. It's not just the interviews and the talking. It's all the organization that goes behind it. And we want students to understand that that's a critical part of them being able to practice. I like it. I like it. When I graduated from naturopathy school, I think we did about two hours of business and it was very, very difficult. And you see that actually, um, you know, naturopaths by and large often struggle to uh, to make a business um, out of what they, they're doing. And let's not, you know, mince our words here. I think it's really important that you learn to run a business as well as be a skilled practitioner. Just because you're a practitioner doesn't mean that you can't earn a living um, and have a lot of fun doing it. So I think it's wonderful that uh, the course actually provides that learning for everybody. I think it's excellent. Um, Pat, just, uh, you know, just on the topic of, you know, registration, all those sorts of things, um, where obviously you've got the website, but are people able to, you know, meet with you and have a chat or discuss with you more about the course or can they – get in touch somehow with somebody to find out more about it because sometimes the website doesn't always provide everything they need. What what can they do? Easiest is on Facebook, I suppose. It's probably the best way to get in touch. Um, there's a page there, and I hope I have this right. I think it's the ACC Initiative um, is the Facebook page. Um, if not, I'll get the correct um, uh, uh, name over to you guys. But uh, sending a message there is probably the easiest way. I'm pretty good in responding to, to personal messages too if you wanted to, to send me a message. Um, but, yeah, once we get this application form up and going, that's going to be the best way to get in touch and, and formalise your interest. Um, we haven't actually been able to go to students up until we got approval. There's been there's this legislation, so essentially it's law, that a, um, a provider can't um, give any careers advice to any student if it doesn't have text or approval. Um, and the reason for that is that you don't have some sort of shonky dude coming in and selling places at a, at a program and then nicking off overseas with the money. Um, so I understand why that is there, but we haven't really been able to put any information at all out um, until now. So we're, we're in a rush trying to prepare people um, for an intake for next year. Uh, so the information will get better and better on our website. But yes, if you can't uh, find what you need there, then feel free to get in contact with me. Uh, or Thomasine um, via the uh, the Facebook page. Yeah, love it, Pat. And anyone who wants to ask me any questions, I, if you if you're interested in the program, and you, if you can't find that on Facebook, you find me on Facebook, and I will find out the answer for you because I just want to help people get involved in this program because it's so good. So, um, but Pat, too, uh, let's look at the big picture. Let's talk about the big picture of this program, Pat, because I know you love the big picture. Um, but, you know, if, if we were to look, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the track, um, you know, what are we talking here? How many students are we hoping will be going through the program? Um, you know, what impact do you hope it has on both the profession and the Australian health landscape? Um, and how much money would you like it to be uh, investing back into chiropractic research? Um, okay, so at capacity, um, we will limit this, you know, each year's intake um, to around 70. Um, past that limit, there's a, uh, a, a there's a scale that we don't want to tip, go a little bit more than that, and all of a sudden, um, yeah, you have to double all your resources. So 70 is probably about the right number. Um, as far as 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 money into research. Again, it depends on how we look at our, our figures, but we're sort of hoping that um, as we get profitable, um, within the first 
10 years, we should have generated, uh, I'm just going to off my head here, close to, to $5 million that we could put into research and, and uh, outreach and those sorts of things. So, you know, it, it does become profitable relatively quickly and then has a huge impact on the rest of society. Uh, sounds amazing, Pat. Pat, um, I just want to congratulate you again. Um, I've been a supporter of the college for, you know, a, a long time since, you know, it, we started talking about it, but a financial contributor to the, the college for a long time, along with a whole bunch of other people. And I know Brett has been as well. So we couldn't be prouder of your efforts and couldn't be happier that you've managed to get this off the ground. And it's no mean feat. Like it's, uh, it is absolutely gigantic what you've already achieved. And uh, it'll change the face of chiropractic, not only in Australia, but it will assist with uh, chiropractic around the world. So congratulations, Pat, and um, I wish you all the best in uh, continuing to grow the college and you'll always have my support and I'm sure you'll always have Brett's support as well. So anybody um, who wants to get more information, Pat, they can go to accinitiative.com.au and uh, we'll put that link into the, uh, the website and the show notes as well. Yeah, thanks, Damo. Really appreciate your financial contributions. They have been significant. Really appreciate that. Um, for people out there who don't know, Brett was a, um, a president of the state organisation um, and Brett did a huge amount of work in getting this up off the ground uh, back around 2010 or so. So Brett's paid a significant part in all of this as well. So both you guys are quite instrumental for where we are. So thank you both very much. Good on you, Paddy. Uh, thank you, Patrick. And it's very generous of you. And uh, probably overstating the amount that I've done compared to, and I know, Patrick, the, the years of work that you've put in, but I do appreciate you being kind with your words, and uh, and I'm very proud of my part in it and very excited to see it coming to fruition as it is. It's it's amazing. Yeah, well, hopefully I can share with you guys a location within the next few weeks. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty good. We'll have to do a little add-on once you can give us that because <laughs> if we can get that done before this goes out, that would be great. Pat, thanks so much for joining us again on the Wellness Guys show. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you, and uh, we're very excited about what, you've, uh, what you're bringing to the country. So thanks again, mate. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Wellness Guys show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash the wellness guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life We'll join you next time on the Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.